Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Goatsy Podcast, the only podcast on the internet about extreme anal penetration. Wait. Oh, shit. Wrong <laughs> podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Kill the Cast. Uh, this is actually a horror podcast and not about anal extreme penetration. Uh, there is no such uh, podcast. Please do not look for that. I do not have secrets for you to hear. And today I am joined by the one and only uh, quotable Jay. Uh, I looked up quotes for this movie and there's one where the chick doesn't say anything and one where the dude says you fucking cunt. So I got nothing. Okay, fair enough. And as always, the Silent Hill biker himself, Kenneth. I, I'm still kind of lost in the fact that, you know, extreme anal penetration in Kim Kardashian's butthole. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. That's definitely not a podcast I'm a part of at all. Um, so uh, qu- let's just quick. Jay, what have you been doing since our last uh, podcast, which for you was like two podcasts ago? Oh, yeah, it was, huh? So I already told my cool-ass Tom Savini story. I got really nothing after that. <laughs> I met uh, Tom Savini. The rest of my life sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, just just working, pretty much. That's that's really it. Fair enough. Or uh, related, anyway. Kenneth, how about yourself? Um, nothing really majorly cool. Uh, working, doing a lot of that, and... Um, yeah, I started watching Longmire, which is not horror at all. Gotcha. Well, um, I've actually been doing horror-related <clears throat> I have been watching a lot of horror movies here recently, um, like a pre-gear up for October, which we'll get into here in a second. And I've also been listening to a lot of uh, horror podcasts, um, specifically Exploding Heads podcast and The Skeleton Crew podcast which are both on the horophilia network um they both do wonderful jobs uh their retrospectives are great their uh the exploding heads podcast really shines in their humor and the skeleton crew their uh retrospectives which they're doing the phantasm retrospective right now they just put out episode three of that which is of course phantasm three which i haven't listened to that yet because i gotta watch phantasm three before i do it but, so shout out to them, and uh, much love to them for being amazing podcasts. Um, I'm slowly getting better at this, because I'm stealing everything they do without them knowing. <laughs> hey, and I'll take that back. I actually, I finally watched Crimson Peak. I still need to watch that. I got the digital code from Jay, because Jay's such a sweetheart. And yeah, Reese and that's actually going. where I watched it was on your voodoo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I gave that to you when the movie first came out. I know, but Reese keeps going, we should watch Crimson Peak. And I'm like, we could, but let's watch World Star or Hip Hop Vines instead because I'm a piece of shit human. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, Crimson Peak was actually really, really good. And uh, I watched Straight Outta Compton, too, and that was fucking awesome. Oh, Straight Outta Compton is so good. I, I, am, I am such a huge Ice Cube fan. Yeah, that was a great movie. I was so surprised at how well they did it, and how awesome that the that the guys looked so much like the uh, like the actual rappers. I thought it was great. Yeah, agreed. Um, so before we get into our movie, uh, there is something I want to talk about. October is coming. In fact, by the time you hear this, it should actually be October first. Um, yes. And of course, in October, the tradition for most horror fans is to watch a horror movie every day in October. Last year, I just watched a lot of my 
favorites. Um, I did a lot of classic uh, Universal and Hammer. Um, and Jay took on a bigger task and did a horror movie he had never seen before every fucking day. That which, was, it started out as a good idea. And then towards the end, I was like, fuck. <laughs> but because he did that, it was actually one of the movies he, he chose. Um, I'm going to, I'm not going to talk about that movie just because I don't know if it's going to come up. Plus I want to do an episode on it one day, but because of his way different opinion than me on that movie, I would hit him up and I was like, Hey Jay, want to do a horror podcast? And then soon after that, we did kill the cast episode one city of the living dead. And from there, uh, we added Kenneth, uh, we have kept going and we've been having a blast, but so the like birth of the idea for kill the cast is about to have its one year anniversary very cool oh yeah it is yeah that makes sense (laughs) so that's pretty that's pretty cool to me uh jay what are you doing this year for your 31 movies so last year got pretty hard um i've got one extra (laughs) sort i got one extra source of movies now that i have amazon prime but last year i was kind of limited to anything on comcast on demand netflix and hulu streaming um and then anything that might have shown up in Redbox or that I was able to buy within Holl- within October. Uh, this year I'm going to do half movies that I've never seen and half that I have seen. Uh, that way I can catch a little break if I can't find something to watch. So I have a few that I've held off on watching to prepare for Halloween. Uh, and I'm going to try and watch my first one at midnight tonight. Ooh, me too. I'm actually, uh, I already have a couple. Uh, some of my first movies will be Psycho 2, Psycho 3, uh, maybe Psycho Four, um, Pumpkinhead, and The Burning. Those are like probably my first four or five movies I'm going to do this year. I've still got to watch The Burning. Oh, dude, it's so good! I got really lucky and got it and Pumpkinhead for really cheap off someone in one of the horror groups. Well, um, why don't you? Did you get it on Blu-ray or DVD? Blu-ray. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, I'm so, gonna tell you, rip it. Yeah, uh, Jay, I am excited to see uh, your new one this this year. Um, and, of course, I'm just doing whatever movies I want to because I have no self-control to try to attempt to watch a new one every day. Uh, so, fuck y'all. I don't, I don't do that. That's what I have to say about it. Kenneth, what do you do for Halloween? Do you actually try to watch a horror movie every day for Halloween or do you just go, I watch horror movies all the time anyway? That makes it more because I get on kicks where I want to watch like if I've got a free Saturday or something like that, I'll get on a kick where I'll start at like 6 a.m. and watch horror movies until I fall asleep that night. So when I fall asleep that night, it's just like blood and guts and tits and all kinds of other shit just screaming in my dreams. But what I like to do during this is I like to take what I'll do is I'll try to watch a movie that I haven't seen throughout the week. And then I'll try to get through a series over the weekend or on certain days. So, like, I'll watch a movie Monday Monday through Friday. I'll watch a movie that I've never seen before. And on Saturday, I'll watch the entire Friday the 13th series. Oh, good luck. <laughs> For real. And that's, and that's because... Wait, wait. You know, now, do you mean Friday the 13th, the TV series or the series the of movie movies? Series. The okay. series. Okay. movies. <laughs> I, I really want to watch the Friday the 13th TV series. It's, it's out on DVD, and it's only, like, 30 bucks. I yeah, it's I good. Guess, I, it just I, has nothing to do with 
the mass killer Jason. I, I got through I got through like the first three or four episodes, and then it started getting lame, like Freddy's nightmares. You know, because they stopped really giving a shit, and so that was the reason why I didn't make it very far in Friday the Thirteenth. But the idea behind the series was actually really cool. Gotcha. Okay. Well. But that's um, what I'll end up doing. Like, you know, I'll like I watch the entire Friday the Thirteenth series one Saturday or one Sunday, and then the next one I'll watch the entire Halloween series, and then the entire you know Nightmare on Elm Street. Or if I find obscure series that you know what I'm saying, they made a decent amount of franchise for, I'll try to watch all of those. Like, uh, you know, twenty. I'll break it up. Like I'll watch Twenty Eight Days Later and Twenty Eight Weeks Later, and then I'll find another set of like you know something like that. You know, that's how I do it. Gotcha. Okay, well, it sounds like we're going to have a fun Halloween. Plus, in Halloween, we will have two Big Evil Dead podcasts. Um, the first one in early October, which will be Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and Army of Darkness. And then we'll probably have like some small podcast in the middle of October. And then at the end of October, we'll have a big podcast that will be the Evil Dead remake of Asher's Evil Dead, which we'll be giving away, Ash vs. Evil Dead. Um, on one of the podcasts, we'll figure out which one as we get there, because I don't know why y'all think we pre-plan anything. Um, <laughs> and we'll probably give like our final like thoughts on the whole series, our Jerry Springer uh, last word kind of situation. So look forward to all that jazz. Um, and season two begins this month. Woo. Yes. Yeah, it does. So we'll probably we'll, we'll probably give I we'll maybe well. I don't know. I don't. I gotta watch season one still because I'm a slacker. Oh, and on one of those podcasts, probably the second one, I will be telling you about my trip to go see Evil Dead the musical. So, guys, this movie that we uh, tackled was actually recommended to us uh, by a listener of the show, and I want to apologize. I tried to find you so I could give you a shout out. And no matter how far I went back, I could not find it. So, his name is Matt. Uh, he's an, a real-life friend of mine. It looks like he deleted his Facebook. No idea why. But I went, to go do, I went to go do the same thing because I couldn't find his entry. And I remember him giving us an entry into the contest. And I went to go message him. And his Facebook is gone. But okay. well, nonetheless, we are fulfilling a fan request. Seems to be popular. We actually have a couple questions from fans on our Facebook that we'll answer towards the end of the review here. Do you know how to get a hold of dude any other way? No, I don't have his phone number or anything. Well, uh, you're a good friend. Yeah, right? <laughs> Just kidding. Anyway, uh, yeah, so the movie we're doing is Hush from 2016. And it is about a young uh, woman who is a writer who is also mute and deaf, which she got from, like, meningitis when she was, like, 13, and then there was some complications in surgery, and she lives in this great house, and she's trying to write a novel and get away from the city life, and, well, guess what? When you're in the woods, you happen to just be in an area that is highly populated with masked killers, much like if you walk down my street playing Pokemon Go and all you see is fucking Pidgeys. That's True. pretty much how it works. Yeah. And so that's how this movie starts. We kind of get a cool glimpse into uh, Maddie, who is the deaf mute um, world, and her friend Sarah, who lives near her. Um, and it's really interesting. It starts off kind of really nice and everything. And then the next thing you know, 
while Maddie is cleaning her shitty attempt at cooking, uh, Sarah runs into uh, the glass windows, banging on it, which, of course, Maddie cannot hear, and she gets uh, stabbed from behind by a masked killer. So that's that's the, the premise of the movie. Uh, of course, everything from here on out will be spoilers, just like every other one of our shows, because why not? So, guys... Initial thoughts on this movie, uh, Jay. Um, good, bad. Did you like it? Were you interested? I did enjoy it. Uh, a bunch of people were talking about it in one of the horror groups I'm in, and it was on Netflix. And I had some free time, so why the hell not? Ended up being a pretty good uh, thriller slasher, whatever genre you want to put it in. Very true. But yeah, overall, I enjoyed it. Kenneth, how did you feel? Um, I really like the idea. Um, uh, the terror in the fact that, you know, this girl's deaf uh, and uh, this guy's trying to kill her so she really can't hear anything or whatever else, which I thought was pretty cool. But uh, there were, you know, little shits in the movie that I didn't really care for, but it didn't have nothing to do with the overall plot. Um, so overall, it was it was a decent movie and I enjoyed watching it. Okay, so let's get into some little information about this movie. This movie was written by uh, Mike Flanagan and Kate Siegel. Kate Siegel is who plays... Uh, Maddie, Maddie. Uh, totally ask her out. Yeah. Uh, well, you can't because she wouldn't hear you. <laughs> she's well, add that, and she's married to Mike Flanagan. Um, oh, I'm talking about like the character. I would totally, you know, send oh. her a text message. Oh yeah, <laughs> text that all day. Uh, it was also uh, yeah. directed by Mike Flanagan, who, uh, uh, Kenneth, you're a big Stephen King fan. Guess what? Mike is uh, writing and directing. Set. Gerald's Game. Ooh, that book was fucked up. Yep, yeah. he is writing and directing it, and after nice. watching this movie, I have a lot of hope for Gerald's Game, because Gerald's Game is very, I've, I remember reading it, like, feeling like there is not a lot going on in this book, like, it's very, like, it's kind of like Misery, where it's very, like, small amount. Yeah, um, and then once you get close to the end of it, it's like, BAM! Exactly. Uh, he also wrote and directed Oculus, which I did not see, did either one of y'all see that? I, I enjoyed Oculus. It was I pretty good. Okay, good. Um, then there you go, guys. Uh, so a uh, couple of other interesting things about this. Uh, Stephen King was such a huge fan of this movie, and I'm sure it didn't have anything to do with like his four novels that are sitting on the shelf. Um, mm-hmm. He said that this movie is up there with the original Halloween. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. I mean, budget-wise, it probably is. Um, the budget was $70,000. In my... <laughs> wow. Yeah. In my personal opinion, I think the reason why it doesn't hit... And and we've since we've done this podcast on, on Halloween, you know, Halloween is not even in one of my top slasher movies. I give it credit where credit's due, but I wouldn't... This movie was good, but I wouldn't put it there because the moment that we see the killer's attitude in hush and he pulls his mask off and all the rest of that, that kind of ruins it. to put it in that and it, to put it at that level. I agree with you. My actually like only real complaint about this movie is how early he took off the mask, but I kind of accept it because if he didn't take off the mask, there would be no good way for him to really communicate with her and right. we wouldn't get to see that he's doing this uh, for fun. It's his stress relief. Um, I guess 
we don't really know why he does any of this, but I'm just assuming it's his stress relief that he this is how he gets off. Um, and he would have had a harder time tormenting her had he had not taken off the mask and, and done some conversating. I mean, him I losing. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, I agree. And that actually brings us to one of the questions on our Facebook was, what do you guys think of the killer revealing his face so quick into the movie? So, Chris Angelino, we are answering your question right now. Um, um, yeah, so, like like I said, I don't care for it, but I completely understand it. I think it works for the movie. Yeah, yeah, it does. I would have liked it to go on a little bit longer. But I get why they did. I get why they had to do it. This movie's only like an hour and, and a half long, and they do a really good job of keeping it very briskly paced. Like a lot of stuff happens quickly. There's not a lot of downtime. Every moment is important. Yeah, and see, you know, like I said, I think it works for the movie. But that guy, you know, because the 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 personality of a ki- of the of the killer in this. In just about any movie that you watch, the personality changes once the mask comes off, you know, because you get to see the real person. And that dude, to me, was kind of more of like an early 20s cocky asshole when he took his uh, when he took the mask off. And that really that's the reason why I just don't think it would be up in that type of status just because of that. You know, it doesn't take away from this movie because I think it works, but it doesn't put it in the status of Halloween. Dude went from hipster to redneck so quick when that mask was taken off. <laughs> right. Like, the whole th- when he had the mask on, I'm like, this hipster motherfucker thinks he's cool. Then he took the mask off, and I'm like, this redneck motherfucker thinks he's cool. Yeah, and like I said, he's got that arrogant, cocky asshole kind of thing to him, you know? So. Yeah, so, I, I, Jay, are you on the same, like, point as we are? Like, you, you get it, it works for this movie, but you would have preferred it to... Maybe stay on a little bit longer. Uh, no, I think it, I think it makes sense in uh, in the the story of the movie, like you guys said, uh, and it didn't really bother me. I didn't really, it didn't even really stand out to me. Obviously, he thought that nothing was going to happen and that this would be easy prey because she couldn't hear, and so he figured no witnesses. It doesn't matter if I take my mask off. Gotcha. Plus, uh, not yeah. having the mask on allowed him to trick the boyfriend. At that one point where he showed up. Yeah, I will say this. I cared for all the characters. Even the boyfriend, who I didn't know. Once I realized, like, he saw the earring and knew what was up, like, and he grabbed that rock. I'm like, yeah, get this motherfucker. And then he died, and I was like, I don't even know you, but I care. Don't die. Like, oh, you're choking him out. You're not going to last long enough to do that, but I care. Like, I care so much. Um, It's amazing how much I cared for these characters without knowing that much about them they did a really good job with that yeah i concur that's uh that's very true and here's where uh, kenneth's like i lasted longer in bed than this motherfucker choke choking out a motherfucker (laughs) well i i think in that that was one of the biggest things that got me about this movie though is like like i said there was little shit you know what i'm saying it wasn't nothing with the plot like i said earlier because i thought the plot was great you know, it was little shit about it. Like um, when he slams that girl up against right after he shoots her with the arrow, um, and uh, the like, Maddie, she's cleaning up and whatever. It was the first instance where we see somebody dying. And you know, 
it, it just seems to me that she would have worked a little harder before he stabbed her in the stomach like five or six times. But, you know, when when she's standing there, like put her fingers in his eyes or something like that. And the same thing with that with the with the boyfriend when he came up, if he had just jumped on the grenade right off the rip, he would have survived through that. The moment that the that the doubt came up in his mind, he just survived through that thing. Yeah, but at the same time, I can un- like, I can understand you don't want if, if the dude is a cop, you don't want to punch him and and make it bad, like make the situation worse. But at the same time, like this dude doesn't look like a cop. His story feels so fake, like. I, the doubt should have been in your mind so much that I, you know what? I just talked myself out of my own position. Kenneth, I'm with you. He yeah, should exactly. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it seemed <laughs> fucked up from the rip, you know. And I was just like, fucking hit him, stab him, do something, you know, anything. This is yeah. a bad person. Fuck him up. And like I said, if dude would have jumped on the grenade the moment he had the first doubt, he would have survived. Yeah. Okay. So, uh. How did y'all feel about how they used the house? Like, at, like I thought they did such an amazing job utilizing this house, um, making where she went count. Re- like, it felt really thought out to me. It made sense. Everything that she did made sense. It wasn't like a run through the woods and trip over a stick situation. <laughs> like everything made sense. She she knew the house better than him and that gives her an advantage in a few different uh a few different situations throughout the movie. And I really liked it. I really liked that they they made it more realistic as far as somebody breaking into your own house. Yeah, so Mike and Kate, the uh director, writer, actress, uh they actually while writing this movie uh, they actually acted out a lot of uh, the scenes that they were thinking of inside their own house, which helped them make it more realistic. But when they went to go film it in Alabama, they had a hard time finding a house like their own. So once they got into the house, they had to change certain things to make it work with this house. Do you feel like that really shows through in this film? I, I- in my personal opinion, I think the house was its own character in general. Um, you know, and I and I agree with Jay. She, no matter how they did it, you know, whether they, you know, what you were saying, and then getting Alabama and having fucked up parts or whatever else. No matter how they did it, they, I think they did a fantastic job with putting her in the positions that she was in. You know, because she knew in her head that if she if she went outside, she'd be more vulnerable as it was anyway, because she could she wouldn't be able to hear him coming. You know, yeah. so staying in the her staying in the house again. I agree with Jay on that. It wasn't one of those things where she stayed in the house like the rest of the chicks, where you run upstairs instead of running out the door. It wasn't like that because she knew she was safer in that house, and by by her knowing the inside of it more than he did, she knew that ahead of time too. So the the house was a character as much as she was, and they worked off of each other. Gotcha. So, so, go ahead, Jay. Oh no, no, I was. I'm just in complete agreement with with all that. I don't really have anything, gotcha. anything so, to add to that. He spoke my mind. One of my favorite things about this movie was the sound. Uh, the transition between what like Sarah hears um, and the killer hears versus what Maddie hears was really good. They kind of did the. Um, white noise i believe they uh when i was looking up they were using an ultrasound machine to make the noise oh, that's cool and he said the director said um he did it because he was worried that if it was complete actual silence 
it would take people out of the film because they would be so aware of their surroundings and they would hear everything around them that it would take them out of the sound. So he chose to use use a sound um, and he used an ultrasound to keep everyone in the film. And I have to say, they did a really good job of that. Um, I, I just, like, I was so encaptured in this movie. Like, I was involved. I was there from start to finish. I was there. And the sound for this movie, I think, is one of the biggest reasons why I was so enthralled with it. Oh, yeah. Because- it definitely helped me keep stay engaged and, uh, you know, the way you... Like you said, complete silence might have taken me out of it, but you're right. The sound that they used gave you a more sense of of kind of like terror. Like if if that's all she's hearing, fuck. Right. It's it, to me. It almost reminded me of like what it sounds like when you're underwater. Yeah. It, you know what? Now that you say that, all I can think about is uh, in Jaws of Revenge, the sound when they're underwater. <laughs> um, but it also reminded me of like the opposite. Of uh, have both of y'all watched Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? Oh yeah, I've okay. never actually seen it. What okay, the well, fuck? A, yeah, I you know did, you I fucking know. failed, dude. Girl, you didn't watch that. Get on right. that. That's a good dick yeah. you need. I'm telling you. <laughs> all right, all right. But there's a scene, Jerry. You'll remember this scene. That scene when he's tripping on that weird, uh, that weird satanic ad- uh, adrenochrome shit. Oh yeah. And everything's going on in the room and everything else like that. And there, and it's like fucking sound chaos. And then all of a sudden it stops. Tell me about the fucking golf shoes. Yeah, it's right around that uh, right around that time. Well, no, it was later. But it was later. But either way, all right, there's all this sound chaos going on and all this shit going on in the room. And he's freaking the fuck out and everything. And then all of a sudden it just stops. To me, this movie kind of reminded me of the exact opposite of that. Yeah, no, you know I, yeah you're right. Um, I, can, I can definitely see that. Um, where it's like you got these little sounds and you got and you got all this stuff going on and then all of a sudden it goes outside of what you're hearing in her head and there's craziness going on especially like at the end of it where where the sirens going off and the and the sound and uh, and and the damn lights and everything and it's going back and forth from being able to hear that shit and not and back and forth and back and forth I thought it was great oh my god let's talk about the foreshadowing in this movie holy oh, yeah. shit. Did they yeah. do such a good job of foreshadowing, especially with the uh, fire alarm? I was sitting in the whole movie like, she's going to use this fire alarm. Okay, she's going to use it now. Oh, she didn't use it. She's got to use it. Oh, she's <laughs> going to use it now. Oh, she didn't use it. Same thing like with uh, – and they actually had a false flag in there too with um, her – I'm guessing her ex-boyfriend with a call and talking between them instead of that being um, – like it was for character development, but they were actually really using it as a false flag. And we were really, I was really expecting him to maybe show up because maybe he was worried about her. Like, he calls you, you call him back twice, you hang up twice, he calls you back, you don't answer. Like, maybe he gets worried and thinks something's wrong and comes after you. Like, the foreshadowing in this movie was so good. I I just can't even think of a movie that has done such a good job with foreshadowing. This movie is super minimalist. But it does so many things right that even, like, the small quirks uh, that I don't like about the movie get completely overshadowed by how good I enjoyed everything else. Yeah, that's kind of like what I was saying when we first started it, that, you know, there's little shit that I really don't care for, but overall the movie was good. Yeah. You know what little shit annoyed me? I'm tired of the trend of, oh, I got shot in the leg. Let me pour alcohol into the wound. 
That does not that I understand why you think it does something, but it doesn't. You're making it worse. Your blood cells are already there. Healing stuff, cleaning it out. That alcohol pouring directly in there does not work. You wiping off the top of the wound is fine. That's good. Pouring it inside the wound does not fucking do anything. I'm so tired of movies doing this, though I did. I am glad she took off her pants. I mean, there's that, I guess. <laughs> I don't. Right. I'll just uh, stick an iron in that motherfucker and be done with it. Oh, yeah, but right. then putting that pants on and having your pants, like, scrape against, like, the burned fucking scarification. Ugh. Dude, did you see how you fucked up like she was? Did you see how fucked up she was at that point, dude? Come on now. Okay, but fair I, enough. But... But getting back to to the foreshadowing thing, man, I mean, you know, th- that was another one of those things that I can kind of relate to because in any given situation in my life, I try to think of every single outcome for every decision that I make. And so when I watched this, I was just like, wow. I was like, even though this is an extreme situation and she's imagining herself dying in every situation she's going through, I was just like, that's pretty damn cool. At least I'm not the only one that does that kind of shit. And it's fucking crazy like that. For a split second. When she started doing that, I was like, you better not false ending me, motherfucker. Don't ruin this with some <laughs> dream bullshit false ending. And then they completely saved it by by using the foreshadowing of how she does her books. Though I was sad because she said the voice is the voice of her mother. But when they actually did it, it was her own voice. And that I was kind of like, like, oh, man, I kind of thought it would be kind of cool if it was the voice of her mother. But... Whatever, that that's not that big of a deal. But that was really good foreshadowing. And for a split second, I was super pissed. And then was like, nope, Jerry, you're an idiot. Calm down, you jumped the shark. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, okay, let's go on to uh, the dialogue in this movie. If you take the dialogue in this movie, do you? who wants to guess how many minutes of dialogue are in this movie? Um... Thirty-five and a half. Thirty-five and a half. Okay, Kenneth, you? Maybe fifteen minutes. Holy shit, Kenneth! It's fifteen minutes. On the dot. On the dot. Fifteen minutes. Damn, Kenneth. Good job. You win. Well, the majority of the dialogue is at the beginning between her, and, right, and, 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 and the and the neighbor because the neighbor and the neighbor is obviously doing all the talking. But that's where the majority of the dialogue is between them. Between the uh, the dude and the uh, killer when the killer comes in there, and then the random shit that the killer's saying. That's where all the dialogue's at. And then her remembering and whatever else. Yeah. And the other part of this movie that really pissed me off, and I'm sure Kenneth was right there with me, uh, when the killer is about to kill the cat, I was about to flip my shit. I was like, if you touch that <laughs> fucking cat, I swear to God, I will fucking climb into this TV like the opposite of the bitch from the ring and fuck you up, you redneck deliverance motherfucker. Yeah, I find it I find it difficult, man, in certain ones where, you know, because there are other movies, ones that I've watched recently, and I can't remember what it is, but um, where the animals get killed, and I'm like, why? You know, like when I was watching John Wick, have either one of y'all seen that? Yes, that movie is fucking fantastic. I, I yeah, have that, not yeah, the, yet. Yeah, what? you gotta watch it, dude. Well, here's the okay. Here's the thing, Jay. Um, I don't know if you know this about me. Um, I'm I don't. Uh, not a big action guy, and I did uh, not know that. Yeah, I, I like. I prefer. It don't fucking matter whether you're not I, an action I guy or not. If you had not nice, seen John Wick, you fucking fail. I, refer, <laughs> I just prefer a nice romantic comedy 
Like, uh... That doesn't make any uh, sense. Uh, Get off the podcast. Me and Ken are taking over. Ghost of Girlfriends uh, Past with, uh... Fans, fans of... Hay. I got your fucking Fans of Kill the comedy. Cast. We are now auditioning for a third co-host. <laughs> yeah. We... Can, yeah. I, can I at least stay on as the executive producer? Jerry <laughs> will no longer be on the, con- uh, be on the uh, <laughs> podcast due to Kenneth shoving his dick in Jerry's ear, and that's his romantic comedy. You know, speaking of that, that was one of the greatest death scenes ever in the first scary movie, by the way. Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, okay, okay. Back on topic. Uh, apparently, animals die in John Wick, and Kenneth was pissed about it. Yeah, the um, dog, man. The puppy. It's the beginning of the movie. It well, fucking thanks dies. thanks for spoiling that for me. Oh, right. man, that didn't spoil <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's in the trailer, first off, so oh. that counts. Second off, that's such a good plot to a movie. The guy goes fucking crazy and takes down all these people because somebody killed his dog. You can't yeah. bet you can't write a better plot than that. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, but it was so sad. It was so, sad, but he gets a new puppy at the end. So have, it's okay. So I really like the idea of this movie being a minimalist movie. It reminded me of another movie that was slight, probably slightly bigger budget than this. Maybe. Um, have did either one of y'all see the movie that came out like uh, th- three, four years ago called The Perfect Host? No. Yes, with uh, Fraser's brother, right? Yes. Yes, this that was movie, a good movie. Yeah, this movie reminded me, if you watched Hush and you like it, look for the movie The Perfect Host because it's also a movie where the 90% of the movie involves only two characters. Um, and it, it's, it's also, it's not a home invasion thing, but Jesus it's... Jesus Christ. Hey. <laughs> what are you saying I'm Jesus so- Christ for? I'm sorry, He's man. He's not even in this movie. I looked up <laughs> at the. All right, so, I, so you know what I got on on my TV, and you know what I'm saying. I got it turned down, and uh, I look up, and there's a fucking pair of goddamn sneakers for forty six hundred dollars. Are you still watching Damn. that sneakerhead documentary on Netflix? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see, y'all want to fire me for never seeing John Wick. He's watching a documentary about sneakers, and the most expensive pair of shoes he owns is probably like fucking five dollars a snickers bar and a blowjob behind kmart and y'all want to kick me off i don't want snickers bar now my cowboy boots for two hundred dollars okay well that's because you live in georgia anyway my harley davidson boots for two hundred dollars yeah but you fucking gave someone five dollars a blowjob and snickers for it no i gave that for my damn my pair of converse oh okay fair enough okay so i have some questions for you guys okay in this, okay, so there's a movie that's out now called Don't Breathe, which I haven't seen. I've heard a lot of good things. It's by the same director who did The Evil Dead. Jay saw it. Jay, are we done with, wait, are we done with Hush? Uh, no, I just have questions. Uh, but if you have something you want to say about the review, we can continue going with that. Well, uh, with the Chris Angelino had one other question for us, and he says, uh, do you like or dislike the fact that you never understand the killer's motivation? Um, and I kind of like it. I like that there's an air of mystery and this guy is just crazy for crazy sake. Uh, here's the thing. I don't think it is a mystery. I think he does it to blow off steam. He gets enjoyment out of it, much like some people who go hunting uh, deer. I, to me, it's not a mystery. I, I, I kind of get why he does it without them having to say it. I, and I don't fully think he's cra- I don't think you're crazy for enjoying killing people because to me there's not much it's not that much of a jump to be like i like shooting rhinos in the face and i like stabbing uh chicks in the woods like 
I can understand. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I think both are bad to quit shooting rhinos and stabbing women in the woods. But to me, it's not like he's not that crazy to me. Like he's not like dry humping the dead bodies or anything. He just gets off on. He's like, not twisted, but yeah, I that, technically I that killing so people for fun, then you are crazy. Yeah. So I, I mean, like, I would have I loved to have seen him nailing that red-haired chick after he killed her. Well, this isn't. Uh, S- sorry, this Excuse isn't me. Serbian film, my friend. Yeah, I, uh, I won't even watch that. You know that's funny because like that's like Jay's really really into Serbian film. I if I could get that it. one scene edited out of it, I'd watch the rest of it. I just respect it for yeah, a few one, different reasons. Jay, but you again, know what, Jay, we'll have a maybe we should do me, a, a podcast with me and you where we actually talk about a Serbian film because I could watch it again. I I watched it once and that's really enough for me. Kind of like watching the <laughs> that's August enough Under- for anybody. <laughs> yeah, except for you. You bought the fucking Blu-ray. Just to freak people out, I uh, offer it when they come over. <laughs> see, I just like I, I said, the same if thing. it wasn't if it wasn't for that one scene, then I would watch the rest of it. But that's the only reason why I won't watch it. See, I do the same thing, but instead because I have a I have a child, I don't think I could handle that. Yeah, instead of picking like movies like a Serbian film or like the August Underground trilogy, I'm like, have you seen Jaws Five, Cruel Jaws? Let me show you this. Like, I just fuck them up. Like, but I do the same thing, like a similar thing with video games. When people come over to hang out with me, one of the things I, I, I have like like a handful of games I like to force people to play. And it's like Silver Surfer for the NES. Holy oh, Diver. Oh, my God. Fucking shit. Holy fuck Diver. Both of those games. Oh, fuck holy, both of those games. Holy Diver for the Famicom. Um, I also, there's a Transformers game called Mystery of Convoy. For oh, the fuck, NES. I forgot about that one, too. That yeah. one's fucking horrible, too. For Famicom, I like to fuck with people and make them play that. Like, to me, it's oh. hilarious to make these people play these, like, really hard or, like, really horrible games. Dude, hard... It sounds like is, it. Hard is, is a fucking understatement for Holy Diver. Oh, self-promotion. Uh, if you've never seen Holy Diver, go to youtube.com slash show and watch me completely suck at playing Holy Diver. Because it's on there. Holy Diver! Um, so... Uh, Getting back to what we were talking about, though. Fucking... Uh, hey, Travis Cole, who I like Travis Cole, he just dropped another question. And I think we might have already covered it, but we'll tackle it again. Did you enjoy the writer's gimmick that was used to plan what actions to take against the killer? He said, I did and expected a different ending because of it. I w- did you, Travis, if you're listening, did you expect a better ending or a worse ending? Do you feel like, how do you feel about the ending because you expected something different and didn't get it? Was it good or bad? I uh, did not see the ending coming because there was so many like, like when she's sitting on the floor, I'm like, why didn't you grab the fucking fire alarm? But then she sprays him with bug spray. Like, things like that. Like, the false flags in this movie worked really, really good. As where if you go back to the first episode of Kill the Cast, and I talk about all the false flags. Or no, not in uh, the first episode, but in the, uh, the Prowler. The first episode was all three of us. Right, There were yeah. so many false flags in that movie, but they did it in the wrong way. There was too many. As in this movie, there was the a smaller amount and that made the actual flags way better i agree so do you people <laughs> do you guys, do you guys feel like the gimmick was uh like and how she planned out kenneth you already said you really enjoyed how she kind of came out of her head to talk about it much how she does for books 
you really liked it. I really liked it. Jay, did you enjoy that? Yeah, yeah. I didn't really have a problem with uh, any of the setups. Like I said, it felt, for the most part, it felt pretty realistic. Okay. Uh, in the yeah, way it was I mean, all executed. I could totally see somebody doing that, man. I could sit there and I could, I, I could see somebody sitting down and thinking to themselves and imagining in their head what could possibly happen in this situation, especially if somebody is in that 100 complete survivalistic mode where you're thinking to yourself, okay, I have to survive. I have to make it through this. What kind of shit am I going to do that's going to fuck me up? Oh, my God. That reminds me. I absolutely love that she wrote a note on her laptop um, to her parents, like, description, died fighting, though I was kind of like, you know he's going to take your laptop or smash it or something. Like, or if he didn't, he's a fucking idiot. I mean, he was careful enough to, like, make sure he was getting his arrows back. I would assume he would be smart enough to do that. But, I mean, there's no really no, because we don't know much about this killer. But I love that small touch. Yeah, yeah, and you got to take into consideration at this point when she does this, he's already been through a little bit of hell. So his mind isn't going to be working to the to the level of okay, let's get rid of all the evidence and stuff. His he's starting to get at this point, he's starting to get into survival mode too because he knows okay, she's a formidable uh, force against him. So you know you, you've got all these different mental aspects going on at one time as it progresses. I mean, if you look at it, she's not the only one that's going through hell at this point. Both of them are. Yeah, she's you know? never going to be able to like give a good hand job again though. Right. And so so when you get to this point, man, I mean, it's almost like, you know, they're going through their battles together. It's just he's on one side and she's on the other side. She's got her, you know, I want to survive. I want to live through this. And he's getting to the point where he's just like, God damn it. I just want to fucking kill this bitch. So I ain't got to worry about it no more. She's fucking dead. And I can go home and I and, and I'll live because at this point she's going to kill him to survive. Yeah. So both of them are fighting for their lives at this point. Gotcha. Okay. So, does anyone have anything else they want to say about this movie before I start throwing a few questions at y'all? Nope. That actually, I think that, that actually covers... kind of, Just thinking about that actually kind of put me in a whole new way of looking at this movie. Ooh. So, you, you're going to give it a better rating now than originally? Well, I was going to give it a good one to begin with, but, you know, now, looking at it from that standpoint, man, I mean, now it's just a fucking... Uh, a, a, it's a it's a battle in a race to see who's going to get to the end and see who goes to the, through the mo- most fucking hell. You know what I'm saying? And, it, and and when you look really look at it, man, for her to be where she's at and for him to be where he's at. I mean, this dude. How old do y'all think this guy is? Twenty four, twenty six. Jay. Yeah, uh, probably no older than thirty at the most. Right, and so he he looks like he's in decent shape and whatever else, and so he's got. You, it would seem like he's got the better advantage, but in reality, even though she can't hear, she's got more of the advantage because of the fact that she has to live inside of her own head. That's true. And, and she's and, a writer, so she's automatically probably more creative than he is. Exactly. And so that makes her a, you know, that makes her a very, very decent adversary against him. Yeah, you know what, Jay? I don't think it's fair that you stereotype him. Just because he's a redneck and can't read does not mean that he's not creative. No, I'm just kidding. He knows how to read. He read that thing. Uh, <laughs> he said he's more creative. Calm uh, your nerves. Okay, so, okay, here's my... Okay, there's a movie out called Don't Breathe, which is getting really good reviews. Jay, you saw it. You liked it, right? Yes, it's fantastic, and I actually have a Street to the Kill episode that I'm in the middle of 
of working Ooh. on that's going to be about Don't Breathe. Ooh, yeah, I, can't I can't wait, wait for to that see it. Because I haven't seen Don't Breathe. Um, but uh, I just listened to a spoiler-free review on it on episode 21 of the Exploding Heads podcast. And um, it, it makes me really want to see it. Though, it's actually funny, on that podcast, um, one of them, I think it was Christian, said he actually enjoyed Hush more than he enjoyed Don't Breathe. Um, so I was, that kind of made me go, well, I really enjoyed Hush, so I'm, I want to, I want to see Don't Breathe. I think Don't Breathe was better. I won't go into too much details because I want to watch the YouTube channel for that. Um, but, (laughs) but yeah, I, I think I like Don't Breathe better. Mm, Interesting. So that brings up my question in this situation. Would you rather be a deaf mute or blind? Because dude in late phases was blind and he kicked ass. It depends because – and now this isn't a spoiler no, was, because it's in the trailer. Old. He was old no, in late no, phases, but, but he wasn't wearing Depends. <laughs> this isn't a spoiler because it's in the trailer. But the guy in Don't Breathe is also a vet, and he's been blind for a while. So he's had time to hone his senses, and he's already got that combat knowledge. Kenneth? So it just kind of depends on the situation. Kenneth? Um does Don't Breathe sound like Late Phases without werewolves? Kind of. That's what it sounds like to me. Uh, well, if you there's like a don't twist breathe, in Don't Breathe, and it's a good twist. There's a there's a twist in uh, fucking Late Phases, too, but Late Phases is just an awesome movie. If you have not seen it, oh my god. Yeah, Late Phases was fucking on, amazing. It, it is, it is on, on my list. It is on my list for Ooh. my 31 days of horror. Baby girl, so I can't good, wait, dude. I can't wait to hear that from you. Um, So... Okay, now, you do not have any combat. You personally, if you were in this situation, now, you you could also, you can be, you would have been deaf mute from 13 or blind from 13 and up until now in your life. Which one would you uh, rather, I know this blind. is a hard question. Which one would you rather be? Well, okay, as far as this situation with, like, a killer after me? Yes. Uh, damn. All right. Go to somebody else. I got to think about this. <laughs> uh, Ken- Kenneth, do you have an answer? I have an answer. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about it just a minute ago. Uh, I honestly think that if I were in the exact situation that she's in, with me being who I am, I think I'd rather be deaf too. Yeah, and the I, reason, I'm in that and the, yeah, and the reason being is because number one, you know that I'm a gun enthusiast. So if I'm blind, I can't, I, I can't shoot back. And even if I didn't have the guns, the same thing. You know, I would be able to see. And see different areas to be able to come up with some kind of form of defense like she did. You know, versus, don't get me wrong, when you're blind, your your hearing works superb. And then you can kind of, you can kind of daredevil your way around based on, you know, you knowing the inside of your house. And you be able to hear the things that you do. But at the same time, I think for me, how I am, I would do better as deaf. I, that pretty much explains it. My whole thing was this, um... Uh, if, if he's got a bow and arrow, I'm, I would much rather be able to see than hear because it don't matter how, how good my hearing is. If he's 30 feet away and shooting a fucking crossbow at me, I don't know, dude. Cause some that's of not cats... true. I've seen samurais or martial arts guys okay. catch arrows. Blindfolded. But I'm not a samurai. I'm a fucking but if you're skinny. From th- if you go blind, blind at 13, uh, yeah, 
Okay. I'm with I'm with Jay. If you go blind at 13, at this point, you you would have you will have honed in your skills. No, I wouldn't. I would I would sit around and jerk off trying to remember what titties look like all the time. I would not try to be a fucking samurai. No, I'm talking about just your natural skills, your hearing and stuff like that. Yeah, I would be really good at beating off. It's time for sequel versus prequel. What? Okay. I was not prepped on this. It's the same thing I did for The Village. It it makes it more spontaneous. I'm going to give you what I think a good prequel and a good sequel would be, and you have to tell me which one you would want to see. Oh, okay. Okay, so... Would you rather have a prequel about the other kills this guy did that's shown on his crossbow? It's even called Redneck with a Dragon Tattoo. Or... <laughs> Very would you, cool. Would you rather see a sequel in the form of a book that she writes about the incident called Silence of the Deliverance? Uh, prequel. Prequel. Definitely you want to you see this dude get killed because you also don't know how to read. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I sympathize. <laughs> okay, so is is it just that you've already seen this and you don't want to go through it again reading it, or is it just the idea of learning more about the killer more intriguing to you? Yeah, it's definitely learning more about the killer. Uh, that'd be cool. Maybe his backstory, see why he snapped in the first place. Maybe he's just crazy. Maybe his uncle touched him. Who I don't knows? think he's crazy. I just don't think you don't understand the definition of crazy. If you kill people for fun, you are crazy. What's this? What's the saying? Um, uh, crazy people don't know they're crazy. Right. Fuck. Shit. <laughs> uh, okay, Kenneth. Do you what, have a what shoebox full of dead animals that we need to be concerned about? No, I'm, I I actually don't even believe in like hunting for sport. I I think you should only do it to if you're going to use that animal, aka eating it. Um dressing using its stuff like using it properly i do not believe in in hunting for sport it should only be done for using it um and for like controlling the population is sex with a dead animal carcass considered using it no i would imagine if i would imagine (laughs) if it was still alive it'd be more of using it okay i guess if, if if that's the only way that like you personally get off, I, I as long as you maybe if you put if you kill them humane because I'd rather you fuck a dead uh, animal than a live animal. I guess this this is really weird because I almost said I almost said like, well if it keeps you from raping people then I guess fuck a dead animal. But uh, I mean, uh, well you would think, and I'm gonna I'm gonna totally get out of the weirdness of that. Um, you would think that with me being a gun enthusiast that I would be pro hunter, but I'm not. Yeah, so I mean, there you go. So Kenneth, uh, you, prequel or sequel, which one do you want? Neither. Mm. No, you have to pick. Ex- no, hold on, hold on. I, if his explanation is good enough, I'll let it slide. Go ahead. Right. Because, the, because in this movie, I can draw my own conclusions about the killer himself. I don't want to know his previous story. I have no interest whatsoever in knowing what, where he came from, why he, do, why he does what he does. This movie is a good standalone movie by itself. It, it, I mean, th- to me, once you know a, a basic generalization of these characters, like if you go into a sequel with with her writing a book or whatever else or or or, or, or that, you know, it's not going to be as good. It's not going to have it's it, it's not going to have the impact that the original movie did in any way. It's not. There will never be a a a, a prequel or a sequel that will hold up to Hush by itself. There never will, and 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 
and I think that the reason why that is is because this movie, even with the new things that I discovered while doing this podcast about how I feel about it, that that strengthens it even more. You're not going to have the 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 battle of these two people be as good no matter where you go. It's not going to happen, no matter That's whether fair. you. Yeah, no matter whether you're showing him killing people before this instance or you're showing how she coped with it, either way, it's not going to be a good movie. Because the if you if you do the prequel of him killing people, it's just going to be your average slasher movie. If you do a sequel, it's going to be a drama. Interesting. I am actually uh, on the opposite of both of y'all. I want the sequel uh, about her like writing this book that shows her getting over it. And I don't... Because... Okay, one of my favorite books is called uh, Ender's Shadow, which is a side companion book of Ender's Game, and it tells the exact same story from another character's point of view, and it's done really, really well, and I just thought it would be interesting to have more inner thoughts and inner monologues of her retelling us this story, how she felt, why she made certain decisions. Basically, the scene where she makes all the outcomes in her mind I would love to see that for everything. What, like, what is she actually thinking when all this is happening? Um, I want to, I want to, I want to see that. So that's that's really cool that I, we were all three on different spectrums there. Yeah, I think I, agree. I think I think that would work as a book. Yeah, well, you're like a, a literal, like a literal book as a movie. I think it'd be watching the porno from different angles. Okay, okay, fair enough. Okay, so. Um, IMDb gives this movie a rating of. <laughs> I didn't know what to say after that porno comment. I'm sorry. Um, no witty retort. Uh, no. I you, you pulled out your witty and shaked it everywhere, and now I don't want a part of the witty. Um, this 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 does this episode feel like like a weird Seinfeld episode at this point. I don't know. Um, okay. IMDB gives this a 6.6 out of 10. Rotten Tomato gives critic wise, gives it a 7.9 out of 10, but it actually has a hundred percent freshness rating. Wow. Yeah. I was shocked by that. Um, so it's time for our ratings. Um, out of 10, uh, who wants to go first? Y'all can elect me if you need to. Uh, I'd say eight, eight out of ten for me. Okay, Kenneth. Um, I'm probably gonna put it at about seven point five or an eight, probably one of the two. Okay, I, I'm also at like an eight. It's a really solid movie, but it doesn't uh give that like just like there's there's not a lot of rewatchability um for me. There's not like it was a really good experience. But it doesn't have anything to push it to a 9 or a 10, but it was done so well, I can't give it lower than like a 7 or 8. So I'm going to go with 8. Um, Mine was actually going to be lower until I came up with the conclusions that I did as we were doing this podcast. Oh, snap. Yeah, that's good. Okay. So, everyone go watch this. It's on Netflix. Uh, Netflix apparently uh, picked this movie up for distribution like right out of the film festivals. They... Someone saw it in the film festivals and that works for Netflix, and they were like, ours. And so its distribution went straight to Netflix, which I thought was interesting. Good call, because it was a good flick. Yeah, so we had a contest, guys. A box, a box full of goodies that I have created and cultivated and uh, 
touched and rubbed, and now I want to give it away. So we asked people to give us their bad idea remix, which is where you remake a movie in the worst way possible. Um, for instance, I just had this weird mental image of what you did to that box. <laughs> uh, I'll send you. I'll send you the video later. Um, so we picked a winner. So if your name is Ricky J Hamilton, you need to message us because you have won. And this is how he he won. He wants to see The Shining by Stanley Kubrick. Re- I have to say that because specifically it is not the made-for-TV version. This is the Stanley Kubrick version we're talking about. Starring Will Ferrell and is being directed by Tommy Wiseau. Wiseau? Wiseau. 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 The guy from the room. You're the tearing guy. me apart, Jerry. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't hit her. Oh, hello, Mark. <laughs> oh, um, hi, Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, <laughs> uh, so if you can't guess why he won, that's why. Because if you can't picture Will Ferrell being Jack, and Tommy Wiseau is directing this, he's going to put himself in the movie. Actually, I wouldn't be surprised if he made himself Jack and made like Will Ferrell like the boy the or something butler. weird. <laughs> But, like, so that just had us cracking up. We all unanimously was like, this is the one. This is it. That would be just one of the worst things to ever exist. We had some yeah, other ones I that mean, were really good, but this is the top. Yeah, he hit me with that, you know, directly when he just chose Will Ferrell because I fucking despise Will Ferrell. So that just kind of that just kind of added to it with me. Yeah. So, uh, Ricky J. Hamilton, uh, message us with your address. And uh, I'll try to get this shipped out to you uh, like Monday or or by Monday or Wednesday, one of the two. Um, so we have one more topic before we leave, and I thought this would be fun. Uh, I asked the guys, guys, can you think of three movies in the horror genre that is generally loved and praised that you just don't like? Uh, you might hate. You might just never want to watch it again. But what would your three movies be? Uh, who wants to go first? And once again, you can feel free to nominate me. Jay. Jay, <laughs> do you want to go first? Or do you Jay want me to go first? Jay wants to go first, apparently. Jay, no, do you go. want me to go first? No, no, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, first question. Who wants to go first? And Kenneth is like, Jay. <laughs> first question, are these in any order, like, specifically, or are they just three movies? No, they're just three movies. Okay. Hit us, hit us with your first one, and let's see how we react. Uh, Paranormal Activity. I, 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 I fucking hate that movie. Lots of people seem to love it, at least the first one. You know, the sequels kind of get mixed reviews, but a lot of people like the first one. I fucking hated it. I, there was nothing redeeming or entertaining about it. It was fucking boring with the payoff not being worth the hour and a half you have to wait for it. Kenneth, you know what he sounds like? He sounds like me when I was talking about House of the Devil. Yeah, I didn't like House of the Devil either. I watched I that either. one from my, oh, my movie last year, and again, like the payoff, just it wasn't fucked up enough <laughs> for me to sit through. The, like the tension was good, but if the 
if oh, if you're you. gonna sit through a movie with nothing happening for that long, the payoff has to be something spectacular. And the family just being part of a cult, not good enough for me. Thank I you. wanted to see like get fucking mutilated and then like eat her intestines or something really fucked up. But the payoff just was not worth it to me. Oh, I am so with you on that. That that was that movie almost made my list, but I was just like, yeah, that it's kind of it's kind of boring. But yeah, the payoff just sucked. Kenneth, yeah, I was actually. Yeah, I thought it was good. Um, well, I've learned a lot by having these talking with you guys that Kenneth just loves really slow burn movies. Period. Yeah, the end. Hey, when it really comes down to it, you're right. I do. I really enjoy you very know, slow I, movies. I just thought about but, this. Instead of making him do all three of his movies, we should all just do like one each, and then we'll do another each. That way, we can kind of okay. Split it up. That's good. that works. I'm on the fly. Uh, Kenneth, do you want to nominate me? No, I'll do, I'll, I'll do mine. <laughs> Okay, Cause, what, what, what you got? Because since we're on found footage, the fucking Blair Witch Project, man. Yeah, you know fuck what I'm that saying? Movie too. Yeah, I mean, it was. I, I do not understand why the movie got the fucking hype that it got. I was well, just like, you know, I can I'll give them that. I'll give them credit for the marketing for, campaign. The marketing dude, campaign for that movie was fucking fantastic. And then when people thought the shit was actually real, like I had a buddy of mine, a very, very good friend of mine, trying to convince me for like four fucking hours when this movie was in the theater that that shit was real. I was like, dude, you're fucking retarded. Well, people thought the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was real. (laughs) But my point is, I agree. I just, I I just, you know, and, and I understand what they were trying to do with this, but, you know, Cannibal Holocaust came out and I, you know. See that, here that to me that's the pinnacle the thing, of found footage right there. Here's the thing about Blair Witch. The reason you don't get it is because the message in that movie is so well hidden that it's really hard for you to understand. But you have to understand it's basically it's basically about a missing map. No, it's it's and our it's telling us <laughs> it, it, it was it was trying to warn us that Bush did nine eleven. Fucking map. <laughs> it was trying to warn us that Bush did nine eleven and people are just sheep and they don't understand it. I mean it can't melt steel beams. Jetful cannot melt steel. I'm just kidding, guys. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus like, please let's not get into this. Okay, I was yeah, I was just fucking uh, with you. Um, okay, no, I agree with both those choices. Okay, so I'm gonna I, I, I'm gonna stay with this and picking a, a slightly newer movie, uh, Saul. I don't like the Saul movies. They just oh. do nothing for me. Uh, the kills are pretty cool, I guess, somewhat, but. It's just kind of, I'm just kind of like, oh, old man has cancer and a heroin addict blows him and jumps in a heroin needle pot or some shit while two doctors lay on the floor or some shit. I just, I was just kind of like, Seven did this idea better and it it like Saul was just like, I, I, I respect it for like. What it did, the director's not, not a bad director. I just wait, wait, no wait, 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 wait. Did you just compare Seven and Saw? Yes. I no. should kick you in the mouth. No, okay, you're missing the point then, I think. Because Seven was, was an awesome drama that just happened to have gore in it. Whereas Saw, the whole point of the movies after the first one is just to showcase kills and weird death machines. That's it. The, the kills and the death machines are the stars of Saw, and the plot is just loosely written around those devices. I, I guess yeah, it just, See, it I just like the first two Saw me. movies. The rest of them, uh, the only reason well, why I own the rest of them is because they made this box that had like, it's got like three discs in it, and it's got them all in it, and I got it at a pawn shop for a dollar. Oh, that's good. I bought it for stuff. 15 I bought it for yeah. 15 It was all seven movies on Blu-ray, 15 bucks. 
So yeah. I was like, cool. Well, that that's my, I don't like salt. I'm sorry. I just that's I, fine. Well, I, I mean, that's I, what the whole point of this conversation is. Yeah. So I mean, I just there. I don't know. It was just long, boring, drawn out. And my comparison to Seven is the fact that the killer was using right. people's like bad qualities against them. And like Seven kind of did the same thing. Like Saul kind of did the same thing where it was like, you're in here because you don't appreciate life, blah, 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 blah. Right. And it's just, I don't know. I guess maybe that's my problem is I automatically out of the gate was just like, this is not as good as Seven. I automatically just quickly compared it to Seven and maybe that's what ruined it for me. Now I'm pissed because I'm looking up on my shelf and I can't see, my, I don't see my copy of Seven. Oh, I stole your copy of Seven. Motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, okay, Jay. So let's forget that I admitted that on live podcasting and go <laughs> with your next movie. All right. This is uh, this is gonna. It's probably gonna piss both of you off, but it's probably definitely gonna piss everybody else off. Um, some of the original horror movies, like with Boris Karloff and stuff, I just don't give a fuck about. What? I. Yeah, well, I, I okay, need names so, specifically. So, what well, movies? So listen, listen. I can re- just. The, I will even go with almost the entire like universal original monster movies and whatnot. What? I can definitely res- just shush and let me explain. I can respect what they did for the genre. I can respect that they pretty much started the whole thing. I respect the actors. I just I just don't have any drive to watch them. I've never seen the original Dracula. I've never seen the original Wolfman. I've never seen Creature from the Black Lagoon and. I could go buy them all now for less than like $15 and I just don't give a shit. Okay. <laughs> Here's the thing. Okay. Okay. Now I can understand like how Dracula and the Wolfman can be kind of slow, but I think you should at least watch creature from the black lagoon. Cause that's both Kenneth and I's favorite universal monster movie. Cause right. it's done really well. But, uh, but have you ever watched some of the more outside universe? Like Kenneth, Kenneth and I did the uh, kill the cast episode on the black cat. You should watch it because that, Dude, that movie such was a fucking, fucking great. good movie. It's Dude, not I, part of the it, main it, Universal monster movies. It's a it's, mind movie. Yeah, it's got Bella Lugosi. It's very cerebral. Oh, so good. It was good. Holy was shit! I cerebral. thought I would have the the one that would piss everyone off, and now I think <laughs> I'm gonna be okay. Because, I'm sorry. I know it's blasphemous, and I just like the I said, I can respect I them. From... I just. Time out. Oh, I just time, I don't know. Time out. Time the biggest out. thing. Let me say Hold this, up. and then we can okay. time out. Okay. The biggest thing, Jay, is I don't want you to take the. I don't want you to lump all of those movies from that era in the same box. No, no. I'm well. Jerry just asked for specifics, and I'm just saying most of the older horror movies. I don't like. Like I said, I can respect what they did, but I came. I started watching them in the '80s. Slashers were my first type of horror movies, and I just never got into anything past like mid 70s oh my god kenneth you know what i just realized well, maybe some I've had stuff. I'd have this, to like it. a similar conversation except like when people go what do you mean you don't like 70s and 80s rock and metal music and i'm like it's just not my thing i didn't grow up with it i didn't like it i like i like i've had the same conversation except with that like when i'm like i don't like metallica or i don't like uh fucking yeah but you really don't like that kind of shit anyway yeah here i don't know okay all right. Well, see, for Jay- me, it was I didn't have anybody showing me horror movies. I was anything that was on TV is what I got exposed to. 
Gotcha. And I okay. never like really watched Elvira or where any of those other shows where they showed the horror movies. It was all like the TNT, uh, Billy Bob or whatever his name is. Dude, Bob Riggs. And, yeah, no, there you go. Joe, Joe Bob Riggs that's, is amazing. Yes, and that stuff was just like 70s and 80s, maybe 90s. I don't fucking remember. Okay. But it was all like slasher movies and stuff. You know Jay? what inspired me to watch the uh... – do you know what inspired me to watch the uh, the original? The original Watching the, the the original fucking uh, Universal Monster movies. Fucking Young Frankenstein and the Monsters. Okay, fair enough. Um, Jay, I need you to do one thing for me, and I will get you a copy of this movie. For okay. Halloween, I need you to watch The Black Cat. Okay. Um, I in your in your October okay. month watch. I really want you to watch Creature from the Black Lagoon. But I don't have a way to get that for you. But it, if you go to Walmart, you can get it really cheap right now if you have the Universal Monster Inc. app. My Walmart doesn't have it. Yeah, mine had it. Yeah. yeah it's like five, you can get it for like five bucks. Yeah. yeah. So I would, I want you to watch both of those, but I want you to at least watch The Black Cat. I, I'll, I'll, I'll get it to you. Um, okay. I'll give it a shot. Like, I watched, uh, I watched the original House on Haunted Hill last year. Because I had never seen that. Oh, and so that's Price, probably, I love that movie. I enjoyed so that good. one. That was probably the oldest horror movie that I've watched and enjoyed. Bro, I can... I can. Have you ever seen Todd Browning's Freaks? No. Oh. I respect oh. the hell out of that one. I know all about it. I just have never actually oh, hunted God, out movie's... a copy. I think the right. oldest horror movie that I've ever watched would probably be Nosferatu. See, I have no interest in watching that. I'd rather watch the movie about the making of that movie. Oh, the Shadow guys of the actually... Vampire? Yeah, there you go. Isn't that got John Malkovich in it? Uh, it's, it's, I know it's got Willem Dafoe in it. Yeah, right, 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 right. That's um, it, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. Kenneth, what's, yep. what's your next movie? Ouija. <laughs> what? Ouija. He's Ouija. saying Ouija. Uh, Ouija like Ouija. as in a Ouija board? Yeah, that movie that came out, the one that's based on the board. Oh, uh, hey. It, it's it's the, very recent. It came out within like the past couple of years. Yeah, yeah you know, know. The, the guy who directed Hush is, is involved in the second one. Well, hopefully out. it's better then because the first Origin one was fucking evil. shit. Ooh, angry. Yeah, what it did, was did, shit. Did people <laughs> like this movie? Did a lot of people? I didn't see it. They liked uh, it enough for them to be making a sequel. Well, that just means it sold money and people fucking love possession movies nowadays. I, I, dude, I'm a huge fan of possession movies. I mean, it, it, that stems from my love for The Exorcist, which I haven't watched the TV show yet. But th- that stems from my love for The Exorcist. Any kind of, any time a possession movie comes out and I catch it, I'll fucking watch it. But this this movie was fucking terrible. The kill scenes in it fucking sucked and were predictable. The acting was fucking shit. The goddamn the the, the score in it was fucking terrible. The way it was paced <laughs> was fucking horrible. Everything about it, the movie was shit. I would burn it. If I, if I had a copy of it, but I'm not going to waste my fucking hard-earned money on that fucking crap. You could always just just burn it onto like a DVD-R and then set no, it on that's fire. A, I'm, that's that's minutes of my life that the, I won't get back. There, uh, Alex, who's uh, the host of the Skeleton Crew, he apparently did that to, um, I think it was Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers, the one where they like go, oh, Michael Myers was doing all this shit because of a cult. Oh yeah, that's yeah. stupid. Yeah. So okay. So I I I'm my next one. Um, this is the one that I thought was going to get me killed, but now I feel much better about this. <laughs> Though I'm slightly worried that this is actually on Jay's list also, because when our pre-show or not pre-show when we were pre 
setting up everything. It was something that was mentioned, but uh, Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. I don't like that movie. I don't think it's a good movie. I don't think it's well done. I think it's a fucking mess. I think it was way too fucking long. I th- I I just I think they missed the entire fucking point of it. I just no, just fucking know that fucking movie. I do not enjoy it. I said it. Bring on the torches. I'm not, I'm not even going to argue. I don't feel like fighting with you, but. <laughs> uh, Jay, was that on your list or not? Well, no, because we discussed oh. it and you pointed out that it's got to be something you actually just okay. really don't like. I don't. I, I, I respect it and I'll, I've watched it more than once. I just I don't have a deep love for it. I think it's as bad as I get. Okay, good, because I, I was slightly worried that that was on your list. But, yeah, I don't like that movie. I don't – I don't – I think it, it needs – it's way too loose, in it, which is weird because Stanley Kubrick movies, like, there's not a wasted shot in it. Everything is done specifically for specific reasons. But I just feel like that movie should have been way tighter, and uh, I, I just – I don't know. I'm with Stephen King on this one. That movie's garbage. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, I'm not even gonna. You know, we don't have enough time in the podcast for me to argue this week. <laughs> oh my that could God. be another episode. Yeah, yeah, okay. really, yeah. <laughs> Why are we doing all the movies I don't like? Let's start doing movies y'all don't like. What the fuck? Okay, Jay, okay. what's your last uh, movie? So, the first Friday the Thirteenth. If I ever like marathon those movies, I almost always skip that one. Yeah. I don't give a shit about. I don't give a shit about his his mom. I want to see him and his potato sack or his hockey mask killing teenagers i don't hate it like i just i just i i just don't care about it like i'm glad it gave us i'm glad it gave us the series but i was the fucking foundation man yeah but you get to see kevin bacon get killed yes and that's cool and there are a few decent kills in it i just i much prefer two and onward like like i'd rather watch jason x over the first one Holy shit, really? <laughs> Dude, I, I see that as the same kind of blasphemy as saying you don't want to watch Nightmare on Elm Street 1. No, I like Nightmare on Elm Street 1. Yeah, it's but not I as still see the fucking killing. Either way, I still see it as the same kind of blasphemy. Yeah, like, well. I, think, I, think, I think Friday the 13th Part 2 and Part 4 are better than Part 1, but, like, Part 1's still really good to me, and I, I enjoy... I enjoy watching that so much, like... Like I said, it's it's not like an absolute hate movie, and I've definitely just, watched it. You skip, like I, sk- I just I typically I would skip, skip it. Jason goes to hell. I skip Jason goes to hell a hundred percent every time. That's probably the one I skip the most too. Hamburger heart. Yeah, <laughs> f- no, I'm not, no, fuck you. You're not the Khaleesi. You don't just be eating hearts like that. Fuck out of here. Okay, wow, that's man. I can't wait to see how people react to to. To right, this. I'm going to go now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kenneth, what's your last movie? VHS. I am with you on that. Fuck that movie. Fuck. Because here's my problem. Okay, no, I'm sorry. Kenneth, go ahead. That movie was fucking terrible. You know, there's there's like one segment in it that was decent, but the rest of it was fucking terrible. And I think another part of it is I've got this buddy of mine who really hyped that movie up for me. And I was like, okay, okay, finally I'll fucking watch it. I'll fucking watch it. And then when I got to it, man, I was just like... The majority of the movie was fucking boring, and it was hard to fucking follow. You know, it was it, it was hard to see where the overlining the 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 whole thing was going. You know, and, and I was just like, you know, for for this movie to have as much hype as it does, it really fucking sucks. 
It, it was one of those that I'll probably never watch again. I'm, I didn't mind it. I'm 100% with you. But in, in, to me, the segments were pretty garbage. But my biggest issue was is there's no resolution to the wraparounds to the right. segments and between these. And that bothered me so much. Like, so first of I've all, watched every single VHS movie and there is no resolution to any of the wraparounds ever. Like, first of all, half of the shit that is on these VHS tapes would not be on VHS tapes. If someone's wearing glasses that have a camera in them that shoot that good, who the fuck's putting that on VHS? Who, uh, like- I think you forgot the golden rule that demons cannot affect optical media. It has to be physical media. So somebody transferred them to VHS because that's where you keep your monsters, as seen in the ring. Okay, so next <laughs> question... Wait, does that mean the new Ring movie that does everything virally can be affected? It's going to have VHSs. Oh, All shit. the VHSs. All the VHSs. Okay, here's my Okay, here's my thing. What about the uh the Alien Baby one? Like that was done on like Skype. Like who the fuck First of all, why are you fraps using fraps to record your Skype conversations in the next room with the alien baby things and then putting that on VHS? Who put all this shit on VHS? Who the fuck is the old dead guy? Who the fuck like That's what I'm saying. I mean, overall collection? the fucking the why movie did you does get not paid make to, any fucking sense. Yeah, why did you get paid to come steal these? Like I have all these questions and there's no one to answer me. Like, That's what I'm saying. I mean, if you if if you want to take a movie and you want to put just fucked up segments in it, we've got that, and we've got a damn good one. The ABCs of Death. Ah, uh, see, I like the was... ABCs. Of, I like the ABCs of Death. Now, don't so get did me I. wrong. There were I there just... were certain segments that were far better than others, but still, the point is, is that it fucking blows VHS on the water. Okay, so here's what I would suggest for both of you: if you didn't like VHS, don't watch any of the other movies. But find the segment Safe Haven from VHS Part 2 and just watch that segment alone without any context. It's fucking great. Okay, I can do that. I'll, I'll probably out of all that. those Out of all the VHS movies, that's probably my favorite short. Hmm. All right, I'll give okay. you a shot. So my last one is Child's Play. I'm, I'm sorry, I, I, I think Chucky is fucking stupider than Leprechaun. I just don't fucking... Care the movies are stupid as shit to me. Fucking. Did you watch the first? Did you, are, are you saying that the first Leprechaun movie was stupid? No, I'm saying I would rather okay. watch all of the Leprechauns in a row than watch any fucking Child's Play movie. Yeah. You know, me and you already had that conversation. I think briefly about you not liking Child's Play movies. Yeah, I just don't like Child's Play movies. I think they're fucking the whole like. If I'm gonna watch I like the third a, one, I'm, if I'm gonna watch a movie about killer dolls, give me Puppet Master. I'll watch it. Like at least that's kind of like neat to see all the little fucking toys. But Child's Play is just fucking boring as shit to me. And it's just like kick him, kick the fucking doll. That's all. Just kick him. Fucking, he gets kicked a few times. Yeah, and kick him a few times. Did you times ever watch more. Dolly Dearest? No, I've never seen Dolly Dearest. That one was good because the doll is not impreg is not you know possessed by uh, some dude's spirit. It's possessed by a fucking demon and it's mean as shit. Wow. Yeah, like the you know the only spoiler I'll give you, right when the demon gets inside the doll, she goes up to this dude and he can't believe that it's a doll and whatever else, and she kind of fucking snickers at him and then slams his hand down into a sewing machine and sews up his fucking hand. 
and then sticks a knife in his ear. I do. It, it, it was great. It was great. Is it always a spoiler when a demon comes inside of a doll? Yeah. I guess. I guess. <laughs> uh, so I, I just thought this would be fun to kind of uh, talk about movies we don't like that people tend to like. And I want to know, what movies do you like or do you not like that most people like? Uh, comment on the Facebook. Let us know. I, I would I would love to just know the answer for this. I, 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 and I want to ask if we can do this because I know we're we're on a time constraint here. But since I did this because I misunderstood what you said to begin with, can both of y'all think of a movie on the top of your head that's the exact opposite? That I that love, people that everyone that, hates. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. All right, Jay. Can you do that? Um, I don't know what movies are generally hated because I don't listen to the haters. <laughs> okay. Well, let, uh, we'll, let, we'll let Jerry go ahead then. If you, if if we yeah, let me can't... try and let me try okay. and think what he talks. Uh, you probably should have already seen this coming from me. Uh, Jaws: The Revenge. I think that movie gets way more hate than it deserves. Yes, it's absolutely stupid that the shark followed them to the Bahamas, and yes, it's absolutely stupid that Michael Caine has a futuristic drawing shirt. I get that, but to sit here and tell me that Jaws three is better than Jaws 4 is fucking stupid. Jaws 4 is at least entertaining and nice to look at and beautifully shot and all the... It's so pretty. You have Michael Caine. You have actual people from the first fucking movie in there with Lorraine Gray. Like, it's such a good fucking time. Like, that movie is just a good, dumb time. Like, get drunk and watch Jaws 4 or Jaws Revenge. It's so good. It's what the original... I, I might be a little bit biased because the original NES game, which is one of my favorite games of all time, is based off Jaws of Revenge. But that movie is so fucking is is so much fun. It's way better. It is way better than Jaws three. If you think otherwise, then just I don't know. Touch yourself with sandpaper. Which or one is the Jaws where like the in Sea World? Yeah, the That's Sea World rescues. Okay. Yeah. Which it's been a long time since yeah. I watched any Jaws but the first one. Yeah, Jaws. They're all four of them are on Netflix, and the unofficial uh, Italian ripoff sequel Jaws Five is on YouTube. I posted a link on our Facebook page one time. Um, if you really want to fucking have a good time with stupidity, watch that because holy shit, it's layers. But yeah, Jaws Four, Jaws of Revenge is. I I like that movie. I I probably watched Jaws One and Jaws. The Revenge more than Jaws 2 or 3, even, even though I like Jaws 2. Jaws 4 is fun. Fuck y'all. Okay. Jay, did you come up with one? I did, actually. Uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Everybody seems to bur- like keep that thing away with the fucking cross, and I didn't have a problem with it. I, I kind of fell asleep during that scene. Me, Kenneth and I went to go see it in theaters together. And, uh, would you, Kenneth, why do I go see remakes with you or your family? Because I saw th- that remake with you in theaters, and then I saw the Rob Zombie's Halloween with your mom and dad. Because at that time period when me and you were living together, that was the height of those remakes. I guess so. Um, uh, I fell asleep during, uh, like, the grocery scene where, like, the lights are flickering in and out, like, and so... Yeah, that was that scene where Buddy you was you wake in... up with, like, slashes on your stomach and stuff? Because... No, Kenneth, a... Kenneth was trying to blow me. Oh, that makes sense. 
He yeah, was like, we know better than that because I was damn into that movie. So you know, if you would have tried to get me to put put your dick in my mouth, I'd have bit that motherfucker off and kept watching. Your teeth are not big <laughs> enough to bite my dick off. Oh, Jesus no. Christ. <laughs> anyway, my throat okay, muscles, so, buddy. So wow, uh, <laughs> Jay. I have a feeling that maybe I just cost some viewers. He doesn't like the original Universal movies. He thinks the Nightmare on Elm Street remake is good. I'm done. I love the Rob Zombie remake and i enjoy watching it more than the original halloween and that's like probably way more blasphemous than than what you just said maybe well i got one for y'all and i think hold on, hold on, i don't hold know on, about hold up jay specifically what is it about the nightmare on elm street remake you like can you give me an example of something you really enjoy i in that movie? like i like how dark they made freddy okay. like in the original, and I'm talking about the first one, because in almost every subsequent film, he kind of took on this more comedy role, especially after three. And that's what people remember him for, is like his fucking witty remarks and his jokes, which are great. But the original one was dark. Like he was a, a child kidnapper who killed children and then got off scot-free because they lost his confession or whatever the fuck the reason was. Um but this one went back to being really dark. Like, he didn't even make any jokes. I'm like, he doesn't really make any jokes in the first one either. Uh, like, he was an act. They, he's a confirmed pedophile, not just a child killer. And so I just, I don't know. I like how dark they made him. And I, I, that's the reason why I like it. I agree with Jay. Because it, it, it made, I think the remake made Freddy scary. It made him scary again. It did. It wasn't one of those movies that you went to the theater for the comedic value. You went when you saw when you watched that movie. If you if you take away the fact of people having a hard time with it and 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 they fucking pissed on it because it wasn't Robert England. If you take away that and you watch it for what it is, kind of like what Jerry does. If you watch it for what it is, that movie was fucked up because it it really dives into the mental state of these teenagers when they remember what this guy did to them when they were kids. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I like Rob Zombie's Halloween remake is because not only is it dark, but it gives me more background on Michael. And I know that's one of the reasons why people don't like it because they don't like they like that air of mystery. But I really enjoyed seeing the background uh, information on Michael. Right. And, and, and in Nightmare on Elm Street, they took it to a much deeper level. You know, they took it to a psychological level with the, uh, you know, with the child murdering and the molestation and whatever else. They took that to a much deeper level. And so by doing that, I, I honestly think that might be part of the reason why a lot of people didn't like it, aside from the fact that Robert England wasn't in it, is that, you know, the, the rest of the movies did not really hit on it. It was there, but they didn't hit on it as much as this one did. And I don't think people could handle that because Freddie was no longer a, a comic anymore he w he was what he was and so i think i think that was another reason why people didn't really care for it is because they didn't go in there and they were laughing the whole time and things like that no it, it attacked your psyche mm. interesting okay i don't know whether jay agrees with me but yes no no i agree with you yeah, that's pretty much my thoughts exactly okay so kenneth what's yours open water yeah, I didn't like that movie. The first half of it was like a weird Brazilian sex tape, and then the other half of it was just boring as shit to me. But we've had this conversation before, so Kenneth, go ahead and explain. I'm going to explain it the same way that I've explained it to you. 
if you can take your mind and put it in it, it, as best you can, try to put it like I did in the in, in in the place of these people. There are two people that are stuck out in the middle of the ocean. They have no chance whatsoever of being saved, and the only thing they've got is the hope that somebody will come out there. And then you put on top of that sharks circling around them and slowly nipping at them until they kill them. That right there. I mean, man, if you think about what that would be like, you have no hope whatsoever. You know, that that is absolutely terrifying. That's like uh, I, I was I was listening to something earlier today and it would be the same thing as if you were an animal caught in a trap. And you could hear the hunter's footsteps coming towards you. And knowing that yeah. there was nothing you could do. Death was imminent and it was coming to you and there was nothing you could do. Nothing. That's fair. I've That's... never see I've never actually wa- watched it, so the premise of it didn't ever interest me. I mean it's one of the it's one of those things, man, where it's like, you know, if you can think about it from that point of view, it it's another one of those that can possibly fuck with your head. And I don't think that it got what it deserved. Because people didn't try to even look at it that way. The only thing they did is they, oh, two people out in the middle of the ocean and they get eaten by sharks. No, think about what that would be like. Yeah, it would be fucking horrible. Uh, This reminds me, uh, Jay, you saw The Shallows, right? No, that is also on my list for this Halloween. I want to, I want to buy it, but I haven't decided if I want to throw twenty dollars at the Blu-ray. It's a shark movie. I know it's a shark it's movie, true. but it's like 20 bucks for a movie that I, I might only watch once and I don't know if I'm going to enjoy it or not. And but it'll still fit into your, to, to your, uh, it'll still fit into your, um, you know, your, uh, your collection of shark movies regardless. I will, you know, I, I use the general rule just because I can fit it inside does not mean I should technically put it there. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, I mean, also, I I agree with you. I think the last really good shark movie that came out was what Shark Night. Yeah, Shark Night 3D was. I enjoyed the shit out of it. I I really enjoyed it too. I think that was the last really good one. Okay, so I think that wraps up this episode. Uh, let's go through. Jay, do you have any parting words? Uh, I do not. Let's enjoy horror Halloween. Okay, well, there you go. Jay didn't have a quote. He doesn't have any parting words. He uh, I'm unprepared. He's <laughs> He's the best. I hope I'm as I'm gonna, good as Jay I'm one day. Cut my fingers off. And yeah. Nail them to the winner of our contest. Okay. Sweet. Well, got... I just won. <laughs> I'm what, the winner. What, I just won. What What happens when he sends you the video back of him putting those fingers inside of his ass? Oh fuck that shit! I'm gonna try to damn take those fingers, and if if I manage to get my hands on, and uh, we're gonna see how well those fingerprints work for identity theft. Oh, okay. Uh, Kenneth, what are your... I'm outside of the box. What are, what are your parting words? Uh, same old shit. Uh, keep watching horror, because as long as you're watching horror, then uh, it's what makes the world better and makes it go round. Uh, keep watching it, and then, uh, hey, it's Halloween month. It's time to really be on the game. Okay, so, and my parting words are, of course, uh, thank you for listening. Please like, subscribe, comment. You can find us on... Podbean at killthecast.podbean.com. We are also on Stitcher and iTunes. And uh, if you do listen to us on iTunes, leave us an iTunes review because I think I'm going to uh, send someone a present if they leave us an iTunes 
review. So you should do that. I don't know what it's going to be yet, but I'm going to make something. Uh, I'm gonna, I might make another box to give away to someone who does an iTunes review. Um, you can also find us on YouTube, which uh, you can also find links to that on our Facebook, facebook.com slash killcast13. That is one three. You don't have to spell it out. We're nice like that. Um, comment on there. We are talking all the time on there, sharing cool stuff, enjoying it. Uh, thanks for listening to Kill the Cast. We do enjoy you coming around. Uh, I know this one might have been a little bit longer, but uh, that's okay because it's still under two hours, so that's fine with me. And if you're watching stuff for Halloween, please tell us what you're watching. We will tell you what we're watching. And other than that, we will see you next time as we tackle Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and Army of Darkness for a super-packed episode of Kill the Cast. Thank you, and... uh, Try not to get killed in the woods by a redneck. Peace and bacon. Good advice.